Well, hello, everybody. And it's that time. It's noon on Sunday. So that makes the KDK9 show your nooner. I'm here from noon to two, and we are live at the great Minnesota get-together, Minnesota State Fair. And what a beautiful, beautiful day it is. Holy moly. Hello, hello. Um, anyway, uh, it's just uh, this morning when I did chores, when I had my shorts on and my T-shirt on, I put my little toe, my, my body got outside the window door, I mean, and it was like, a little bit brisk. I almost went in and got my uh, sweatshirt, but no, I braved it, and I braved it here, so I didn't bring a, sw- a sweater. I figured I could buy one if I needed. It got a little bit chilly, but it's really, really nice, so hopefully you got time. Stop up at uh, the My Talk 1071 booth and Lactation Station, and uh, we're going to have a great time. we got a special guest today. We have uh, Dr. A Holistic Vet, Dr. Levy, uh, and so if you've got any questions about vet, vet questions, please ask them, and so hopefully we got some people out there in the stands and that's always good it's always good to place to friendly faces so i appreciate you guys stopping in and saying hi a couple people are going on who are you i am your nooner on sundays okay i am no longer drive time even though there are some people that drive home from the cabin you know about noon uh but you know it might be still a little bit of drive time but anyway so dr levy are we are you uh, are you here i am I yay am. there's dr levy how the heck are you Good. Well, good. It's a beautiful day. Oh, it's a beautiful. We're should outside. We, should we sing? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Probably not. <laughs> so hopefully you guys got great questions for both of us, and uh, we can uh, go forth and educate people. That's, that's what we do. Boy, you've been, you sucked on that lemonade pretty doggone good. Getting ready for the next one. Holy moly. She's going to be going potty soon. Can you wait till the show's over? I'll try. Okay, I appreciate that. And the vortex wind comes. I had a, took some uh, things to hold stuff down. I was going to bring a, a, a clipboard. And Last time I think you had rocks. Oh, did I? I, I have no so. idea. I don't know. But anyway, so hopefully you got questions for us. And then um, uh, uh, yesterday I went up to St. Croix Falls, and I was coming back 95. I don't know if you guys saw this on, on the news, is that when I went up, there was no problem. Up 95, when I came back, there was, uh, the road was closed. And I'm like, oh, what the heck? There was no uh, whatever. And I was right. Uh, a semi and a truck collided. And so, uh, but every, nobody was killed. That was good. So that was crazy. So guys, pay attention, especially those wind, the windy roads and the hills and such like that. Apparently, the, semi, or the truck went into the semi's lane. So anyway, so please pay attention out there. And then, so... Uh, what's uh, uh, what I want to ask? I was going to talk about myself too, but Dr. Levy, how did you get into the veterinary industry? What made you do? Is uh, being a vet one is what you wanted when you were a little girl, or what? Yes. Was it always? Yes. Um, I I remember when I was seven years old watching a guy shoe a horse, and he said, "Oh, are you going to be a farrier when you grow up?" And I said, "No, I'm going to be a veterinarian." Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was always my goal. And did were you uh, the doctor of the neighborhood, always t- doctoring the pets and stuff? No. Okay. No. Um, I, I did get distracted a little bit. So uh, when I uh, finished uh, high school and my military service, I was in Israel. And uh, the vet school there was very small. They okay. only had room for 20 students per year. Oh, my. And so most people go to France or Italy for training. Okay. And um, at first I thought, well, you know, I'll never get in. My high school grades weren't that great. And so I went off to study physical therapy. Okay. And after about a year and a half, I changed my mind. I dropped out, and I thought, well, I've got this American passport. Okay. I'll go back to the States and go to vet school, and that's what I did. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, um, how long have you been a vet? 
25 years 25. this year. Wow, you're just a little I'm old. You're a little <laughs> pup in the woods. I've been training dogs for 50. 40 is Katie's Canine. This is my 40th year for Katie's Canine. Wow. 20th year from a radio show. Thank you very much. Who would have thought at a pop, pop culture station <laughs> that a, a dog answering and cat answering show would still be here? Well, I'm testament. I'm still here. So it's pretty cool. I really am. Thank you to all the listeners and, and, and people that believe in me that tune in. And to, especially to the sponsors. You know, we got Nutrisaurus, Pet Foods, uh, Pet, uh, pet, pet PetCremationMN.com. Okay, they were one. And so, and they're pantsing out some uh, T-shirts here for FM to celebrate my 20-year anniversary. They're, and you know, uh, they're not all the sizes. I asked if they had one of mine, double X. A resounding no. Oh well, <laughs> it is to celebrate me, and I don't even get one. <laughs> oh well, it is. I bought my own though. Okay, so uh, so you went to how how many years was that that you had to invest in? Uh, oh, many, many. Because I, I went to school for a year and a half at Tel Aviv University before I dropped out. Okay. And then I um, literally did all my undergrad at a community college in Maryland. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, but, I, but I kept taking, um, like, way more science classes than anybody needs. Okay. <laughs> I, I won an award because I took every science class they had. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. With yeah. the future of looking into you wanting to be a vet? Which is shocking. I cannot... Like, I couldn't add on my fingers if I had to, but I took a lot of calculus. Oh, my. Has that helped you? And then I took calculus-based physics. And has that helped you in the veterinary industry? No. (laughs) Good old calculus. I didn't. Yeah, so so then I did undergrad again for, like, I don't know, five years or something like that before I went to vet school. Okay, so then you came out, and you came out, you plugged through, you got to be a vet. Now, what brought you to the holistic world? Um, Just frustration. You as know, far as? Um, I started off at Highland Animal Hospital in St. Paul and, um, you know, worked there and then at some other small animal practices. And it took me about five years to realize that although I was seeing the same animals year after year, they were not getting healthier as a result of my care. They were actually getting sicker. Okay. And I also felt like for some conditions, we would say things like, well, you know, allergies can be controlled but not cured. You know, seizures can be controlled but not cured. And I thought, well, then why am I wasting my time if I can't cure disease? Okay. And really, like, the most helpful thing I could say was, call me when you need a refill. (laughs) (laughs) And that was not what I... I was very idealistic. That's not what I went into medicine for. Okay. So I was already a member of the Holistic Veterinary Medical Association because I was interested. I was curious but didn't know anything about it. And then one day I saw that ad for... Same ad I'd seen for the homeopathy course, the veterinary homeopathy course. And all of a sudden, I called up. I got a place in the class. I got a hotel room. I got a uh, seat on a plane. And then I went and told my boss that I was leaving in two weeks to take this class. Oh, wow. And that was what kind of started me off. Oh, nice, nice. Now, how long have you been with your own clinic? Uh, Since 2010. Cool. Cool, cool. Well, mm-hmm. Congratulations and thanks for all the work that you do. So, hopefully, some of you guys got questions. Give a holler 651 641 1071. That's 651 641 1071. If any of you guys out there got a question for either me or Dr. Jess, uh, when we go to break, you can waltz on up here, give us your question, and we can answer it when we come back. So, anyway, um, I got into the dog classes. Uh, uh, I was uh, in high school, I was had a very good friend of Mary Wanderers. And Mary Wanderers showed. Uh, 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 Shelties, and then she also belonged to 4-H, and so I 
she talked me into joining 4-H Dog Project with my dog then, Rusty. He was an Irish Shedder. And so I got into it, and I was just amazed at when you take the time to truly teach a dog what they're capable of. And that's where a lot of people, I don't think they understand how beneficial training is and not just heel sit down stay calm you know i teach my dogs if i point at something and say pick it up because i'm kind of lazy sometimes it's like they'll go pick it up and bring it over to me you know you go on a hike you can put you know a, a saddle bag or whatever you know they got those backpacks for dogs and so the dog can carry some of your you know instead of you carrying your purse or whatever heck they can carry your water and stuff like that and so i was just totally enamored and so i want to thank mary wander for you know introducing me into the dog project and that's why I'm a huge, huge fan of 4-H. So if any of you guys got grandkids, kids, whatever, get them in a 4-H. It is, it's an awesome, awesome uh, organization. And so anyway, and then um, I was lucky enough to have the gift to gab <laughs> that uh, people asked me to be. I've been on television, radio, putting her every station. And because I can shoot from the hip pretty good. And as I tell everybody, if I don't know the answer, I'll give you one that you believe. <laughs> no, I usually know most things, but what can I say? And next, your political career. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, and so yeah, then all of a sudden it was just like uh, we were sitting around a poker table, uh, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yes, uh, cocktails were involved and a couple cigars. And anyway, um, uh, somebody said, you know, Kate, you should open an obedience school. For you give all of this information, don't get, get paid for it. And so I said, fine. I was living in Marina in St. Croix at the time at a farm, 40 acres. I had a horse. Uh, how many horses? I think I had three horses at that time and three dogs. And anyway, um, so I said, fine. I said, okay, so what am I going to call myself? And one of my friends goes, well, your name's Katie, and dogs are canine. How about Katie Canine? Well, that sounds good. Your deal. <laughs> Two weeks later, I put an ad in the paper, and that was the start of Katie's Canine. And so that's why I've just been thrilled to have the gift to be able to relate to people and to, you know, dogs and, you know, such like that. And at one time, don't anybody hit the floor. At one time, I had 32 cats on my place. And it wasn't because I chose them. People would drop off a cat. And two weeks later, there would be about six babies to go with that one cat. And my daughter at the time was four. And she, now my daughter loves cats barely tolerates dogs and so well mom we don't have one this color i'm like fine <laughs> we got a farm well my, my husband knew we had a lot of cats but he really didn't know because when he saw two black cats he didn't realize there was five other ones <laughs> and if he saw three orange cats there was about 10 other ones of those <laughs> and so but all in all we all made it and it, it, that's the way it is so uh but anyway okay so six five one six four one one oh seven one and then we're going to run to break right josh that is correct. Do we have any callers yet? We have a couple. Though. Oh, cool. They're on hold, and uh, we'll, we'll get them in here in this next segment. Okay. Okay. Which burns longer? Longer? Uh, which burns longer? A way uh, uh, wax candle or a fallow candle? Which burns longer? A wax candle or a fallow candle? I can say it. Candle. We'll be back. Hey, hey, sorry about that. I was out talking. Oh, now I got it. I'll just stand. I don't have to sit. I'll just stand. So thank you for listening to the KDK9 show. I greatly appreciate it. We just had a, a gal come up. forgot to ask her name. <laughs> there you go. Here are the clap. Ready, you guys? Clap. All right, see? There is people out here. I proved it. <laughs> but anyway, one of the gals came up and asked. Uh, um, her cat wakes her up regularly. Boy, I said that good, didn't I? I didn't even trip over that one. Anyway, uh, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And then what time did you say? 5? 
Six? Five, six. Okay, yeah. And why? So then I asked her what she fed. Now, that usually what happens, and we'll get Dr. Jess's opinion on this too, is my opinion on that is that if you're feeding dry food, um, that's, high, that's carbs. Remember, car- cats have a no-carb need. So what happens when you eat carbs, like wh- nobody can just eat one potato chip, right? All of a sudden, you're eating no bag because carbs make you hungry. It doesn't fill you up. It's not, you know, like the difference... But anyway, so the whole thing is, is that if you switch to good grain-free canned foods, no dry whatsoever, and then maybe add some raw, some freeze-dried, and such like that in there, you know, make the cat feel fuller, that then he won't wake you up at that time. The worst thing you can do, though, is create the habit, whereas you get up and feed them, so you're making that in their clock, just like you guys. You know, if you eat, let's say, breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the exact same time all the time, then what happens is about half hour before, let's say, uh, 9 in the morning that you're going to eat breakfast, at 8.30, your stomach's grumbling, saying, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> but so if you uh, you want to try to get the dog, cat to feel fuller, right, by giving back carbs out of there, and then hopefully he'll, he'll sleep through the night. How old was the cat? Six. Six, six years old. Yeah, that's a young cat. What do you think, Dr. Jess? Um, also, butter. Butter? Butter. Butter? Yeah. Why butter? Because cats uh, need a high proportion of fat in their diet. They're built to eat protein and fat. And so, and this works for hairballs too. Um, I typically just leave out some butter or coconut oil, and I kind of go back and forth between the two uh, for my cats. And that's something, yeah, that's something fatty that will kind of help fill them up. It's very beneficial for them. It lubricates their intestines. Everybody's happy. So you want to leave some out. Aren't you scared of the glutton that's going to power down that coconut oil and the butter, and we're going to have a little bit of problem in the litter box? Maybe. It kind of depends on the cat, right? So you don't leave out the whole stick of butter the first time. You didn't specify how much I put up. true. I did not. (laughs) So maybe start with half a teaspoon, kind of see how it goes. If you have a cat who's lactose intolerant, then you're stuck with coconut oil. Okay. Or clarified butter. Okay. um, Or goat butter or something like that. There's goat butter? I'm sure there is. I've never heard of that. I know. They make goat milk. Goat goat cheese. There you go. There you go. Okay, so you want to get more fat in the diet so they feel full. So they feel feel more full. full and can sleep through the night. There you go. Okay, you got that? Change the food. There you go. Okay, uh, back there at the station, Josh. Jess. J- it's Josh. Somebody okay. help. Somebody. Hey, back at the station, you. <laughs> we, we got some calls on the line. What do we got? Yes, so we have Amy on the line uh, with the question regarding Lyme's disease. Okay. Hello, Amy. Hello. I have a seven-year-old rescue dog from Coco's Heart Shop. Oh, good. Thanks for rescuing. Adopt, don't shop. Um, his name is George Bananas. <laughs> and a couple months ago, he was diagnosed with Lyme, uh-huh. poor guy. So, yes. I mean, I hate even saying this because I didn't know anything different, but we gave him the month-long course of um, antibiotics, but I made sure I gave him extra good probiotics because I know it's really hard on his system, on anyone's right. system. Okay, um, and then lots of like extra healthy food. Like, he's a weird guy. He loves steamed veggies. And Good. we have our own That's chickens, weird. So we give him like some eggs or organic chicken, not our chickens. <laughs> but um, I'm just wondering how, like, what we should be doing or what, is there anything we should be doing for him now to help his body heal more? And then I have a part two. He's actually having surgery a week from Friday because he 
he broke his tooth in half in the back, a molar from just chewing on, you know, a bone. Um, so I'm worried about him being in pain. I don't know if there's anything I can do for him until he has his surgery to have that removed. It's all abscessed. Okay, Dr. Jess. Is he still eating? Yes, he's eating and drinking fine. Okay, then he's probably not in pain. Okay. So I, I would yes. not worry about that. And he will okay. definitely, they'll use pain meds at the time of surgery, and I'm sure he'll go home with some sort of pain medication. So that'll okay. all be covered. But if he's eating okay. well, then you probably don't need to worry about it. Um, okay. Sometimes with dental pain, you'll see dogs and cats kind of chatter their teeth or paw mm. at their mouth or they don't want to eat or they're you know trying to eat on one side of their mouth, but it's pretty obvious. So okay. you're not going to miss something like that. She can feed soft food too. Can't she rehydrate the food? So he doesn't have to chew too much. Oh, yeah, I forget it. people feed dry food. Yeah. <laughs> Are you yeah, feeding dry food? Does, yeah, he does like it when I put hot water in it. And oh, you should definitely like hydrate it first. <laughs> yeah, rehydrate yeah. it. Put yeah. it to a... Uh, yep, good, good. Okay. Okay. And then when it comes to Lyme disease, it's all about the immune system. Did your dog yeah. have any symptoms of Lyme disease? Um, I mean, he, like, limps a little bit. Like, he's stiff sometimes when he gets up but i don't know right right but that... when you when you had him tested was he was he like limping shortly before then was that something new no. that had happened no they just tested at like his um annual physical okay yeah. so then you know for that kind of thing it's just it's hard to know if the dog really is suffering from lyme disease because the that test only looks for antibodies for one thing um okay. and so if you did get bitten by a tick or something carrying lyme that's what you would want your body to do. You want to produce antibodies against Lyme disease. Yeah. And so probably most animals produce antibodies against Lyme disease and never have any symptoms, which is the ideal that your immune system is in good working order and can mm -hmm. accomplish that. Um, but, of course, it's very common for, you know, I see dogs who, like, every year for five years they've tested positive for Lyme disease and they've gotten 30 days of doxycycline, which is fairly nonsensical, but mm -hmm. okay. So then yeah. you think about things that support the immune system and what does that? So feeding real food, mm -hmm. uh, using herbs like echinacea, uh, that's a pretty common thing that you can do. Um, how big is this dog? He is around 60 pounds. Okay. So you can easily give him 50% of the recommended human dose. I typically would use uh, tablets or capsules. Um, of what? Of echinacea that you can find at any health food store. And it's just an herb that supports the immune system. Okay. And basically, you'd give, you'd give it twice a day, whatever half the recommended human dose is, and you give it for 10 days on, four days off. And I would, you could just okay. go through a, one bottle of tablets or capsules that way, and that would help the immune system. Okay. Using probiotics, using supplements like um, springtime makes one called Fresh Factors that basically provides vitamins and minerals from food sources that helps support the immune system giving fish oils feeding fresh food you know the basics is, yep. is fish oil better than um flaxseed oil yes because dogs okay. can't metabolize plants very well so even though your dog yeah. loves veggies a lot of that's coming out in the poop yeah and so for dogs you de and cats you definitely want to use whether it's salmon oil krill oil sardine oil what, did, what am I fish trying oil. to say? Something there you like go. Pollock yeah. oil. Oh, there you go. There's I'll lots of different okay. kinds of fish. Okay, hold on. Hold on. I thought we'll come back. we got to go run to a break here. I didn't give you the answer to the first one, so this next break we get two answers. Okay, when is a door not a door? 
When is a door not a door? We'll be back. And here we are, live at the Minnesota State Fair. Uh, tomorrow's the last day, folks. Yo, one more. See? That's not in the studio. That is at the Minnesota State Fair. Somebody actually stopped by and said hi, and I greatly appreciate that. Okay, now the, the last break, I did which burns longer, a wax candle or a fallow candle? Do you have any idea, Dr. Jess? Do you mean tallow? Tallow? Okay, tallow. that's what I meant. <laughs> which burns longer? Yeah. Mm, I'll vote for tallow. Okay. Uh, Josh, what do you think? I'm going tallow. You're going tallow? I am. Okay, which burns longer, a wax candle or a tallow? Can't read my own writing. Guess what? Neither. They both burn shorter. Ooh. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. Trick, trick. Okay. Uh, which is a door? When is a door not a door? Josh? Mm, not sure. All right. Well, this one was answered by the audience. What was your name? What? Renee. Renee got this right off, so she thinks that, like I do, kind of dad jokes. But anyway, <laughs> it's like, what is a door, not a door? When it's a jar. Oh, my goodness. Ding, ding, ding. All right. <laughs> okay, we got another caller online there, Mr. Josh. Yes, we do. We have Jackie with a question regarding her rescue cat and uh, some vomiting problems. Oh, we were going to talk about that today. Oh. Okay, what was your pers- favorite topic? Yeah. <laughs> vomiting. Uh, okay. Hi there. Who I didn't hear the name? That's Jackie. Jackie. Hi. Oh, I should have just asked you. Hi, Jackie. So what's going on? Hi. Um, we have a rescue cat that we've had about a year and a half, and just lately she's kind of thrown up a couple times, and it's sort of greenish, and I'm just wondering if that's something to worry about. Okay, Dr. Yeah. Jess. You know, vomiting is vomiting, and so green or yellow just means that it's bile, just means it's coming from the small intestine, and so it's true vomiting rather than regurgitation. But the uh-huh. color itself doesn't mean anything. So oh, when you have so vomiting cats... like she might have a liver problem or anything. Well... Okay, let her finish, so let her finish. <laughs> cats will oh. vomit as the first sign of any disease because they are excellent vomiters. It's one oh. of the things cats do best. And so yeah. that's where, you know, you have to kind of look at what you're doing. You have to say, well, is it a problem with the food? Is it a problem with something like liver, kidneys, or thyroid, or, you know, cancer, or something like that? So yeah. some of these things, you have to take the cat to your vet and have some blood tests done and figure out if there's any metabolic reason why the cat might be vomiting. Okay. Uh, if the cat only vomits occasionally and otherwise appears to be doing normal, like it hasn't lost weight, it's not hiding in the closet, it's not acting weird, still using the litter box, then the first yeah, thing you... still eats and drinks good. Good. And what do you feed your cat? She eats um, science diet dry food for six-year-old, under six house cats. Well, that will probably make any cat vomit. And so, (laughs) yeah, so I always recommend getting away from dry food because dry food is so horrendous for cats. Okay. Um, It is very high carbohydrates, not an appropriate food for cats. And then the next thing you want to do is read the ingredients on the bag of food and kind of get an idea of what it's made of. Uh All dry food is made of way too much carbohydrate for cats, which is why it's so bad for them. Okay. And then if the food contains something like chicken, which it probably does, then you would want to switch to grain-free canned cat foods and don't feed chicken. Okay, and, grain-free mm-hmm. cat foods without grain-free chicken. Grain-free canned cat foods. 
Go to your local small pet food store and you just tell them, I need grain-free canned food for my cat and I cannot feed her chicken. And there's tons of options. And, and then basically you cannot pick one food and you're going to say, okay, this is what I'm going to switch to, this one food. Because you're going to end uh -huh. up in the same situation. So every can you open should be something different so that your cat has some variety in the diet. Okay. And Nutrisource has seven kinds with no chicken. Because I have oh, okay. a cat, my, Wal yeah, my Walter has a chicken allergy. And so it was really hard to find um, stuff with no chicken. And they finally came out, I don't know how many years ago, maybe five, with six, seven uh, different flavors with no chicken. Is that in the Pure Vita line? No, that's in the regular Nutrisource oh, line. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, in the regular Nutrisource line. So you just go to your local store, get some Nutrisource and some different flavors that are not chicken, and you can feed those to your cat. Okay. And actually, like it's, it's, maybe it doesn't seem logical, but actually having variety in the diet will help prevent vomiting because it prevents your cat from developing food sensitivities. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, my husband gives her, when you mentioned they should have fats, too, my husband gives her like cream cheese in the morning. Good. You know, when he's having it, is that something that Good. he should do or shouldn't do? Oh, let him keep doing it. Okay. Unless you have, unless you have a lactose intolerant cat, right? But in that How case, do we she know would that? probably barf pretty quickly after eating the cream oh, cheese. Okay, like it would be obvious that it's the cream cheese that's causing the vomiting because it would be linked every time. Ah, oh, okay. 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 Yeah, no, it's it's usually sometimes. I think during the night that she's doing this, throwing up the yeah bile kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's something to investigate. So a food change a lot of times is kind of an easy place to start. And mm -hmm. most of the time, that's all you need to do. And if, if that doesn't solve the problem, then you're off to the vet to get some blood tests and have a look inside. And if you're making hamburgers, some raw hamburgers, give a couple to, to the cat. If you're making okay. hamburgers? If you're making, well, no, raw hamburger or raw um, uh, ground turkey. Yeah, just, like, just a little and bit. Also, yeah. we happen to be taking her to the U of M vet this week. For another matter, she has eye herpes, which we've been treating with a regular vet, and it's, we've used mm -hmm. a couple of things in her eye, it hasn't seemed to help, so we thought we'd try that, and I'm just wondering, do you think that's going to solve any problems? You're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, right, but even that, even, even that, like these persistent eye infections, it's, it's still about the immune system, which relates back to the gut. So oh. I would change the food anyway, um, okay. and then the university will tell you to, you know, go back and feed science diet or something but like that. So. But don't, 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 <laughs> okay. don't, don't. They will don't. disagree with everything I just told yes, you. Yes, they will. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You've helped me well, a lot, and I appreciate it. Good Be luck. Back. Take care. Bye-bye. She would also benefit from, like, standard process uh, feline immune, wouldn't she, or whole body support? Oh, sure. Think? But, like, but the first thing to focus on is food, food. you know, okay. because... You know, it can be a challenge to get things into cats. Yeah, tell me about it. My Sally, don't get me going down that road. Hey, if any of you guys gave you cats, uh, or, or cats more, uh, raw uh, egg, okay, and they kind of, you know how you got the white, obviously, and then you got the yolk? And if you ever, well, I've been watching, cats lick their food. They don't, like, crunch it like dogs. Well, most dogs just gulp it anyway. But anyway, one thing I found out that I could give supplements to the cat if I took the white away and just use the yolk, I could get the cats 
to eat what I'm trying to give them, which was the immune system booster because I've got one cat that's a little off. Anyway, I couldn't get it to eat nothing, not even good grain-free, can-free hamburger, nothing. Did the egg, just the yolk of the egg and put in, and it worked. Couldn't believe it. Look at that. We're always right. How can they get a hold of you, Dr. Jess? Uh, through my website at holistic-vet-care.com. Oh, cool, cool, cool. But yeah, and we were going to talk, going to talk about throwing up because the the biggest culprit for a cat throwing up is you feeding dry food, dry, or any dry food, and any dry food at all, right? Yep, yep. But if you think about like the top, I think it was the top five things that can go wrong with a cat, right? So what's the top five? Uh, thyroid disease, cancer, diabetes, liver disease, kidney disease. Ah, all of those. The first symptom. Is going to be vomiting. Okay. Yep. So, and you know, and it could just be a food allergy. It could just be an issue with having fed chicken for too long or, right. you know, dry food or something like that. Because dry food is pretty indigestible for animals. So, you know, it's, so it's kind of a nonspecific symptom that goes along with a lot of different things. Okay. I even had clients where they're, the one cat that they had with the female, she was a little, you know, a little bit of a prima donna maybe. And then they brought no. home another cat, and he walked in the door, and she looked at him and barfed. Show him who's Clean up. <laughs> sometimes just the presence of other people <laughs> makes you want to vomit a little bit. There you go. There you go. But yeah, but uh, anytime they throw up, there's it could be an underlying thing, and then. Uh, there's a lot of petroleum products based for what people think is cat's hairballs. Right. And that's not a good thing, is it? Right. And so if you think of, like, all the cat laxative, cat hairball formulas, most of those are petroleum-based, right? They're basically flavored Vaseline. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Vaseline is not no. a food item. Um, and so alternatively, that's where I just use butter and coconut oil because they'll provide the same thing, but they're actually edible. Right. And if you put it in a bowl, or like you say, maybe a teaspoon or something like that, or just put a little bit on their paws, and when they go lick off, they get it off their paws, they're getting it. Because you may say, here, you know, the, it, the cat turns his head. I'm not taking that. That has never been successful for me. I, like, I've tried to, like, catch my cats and <laughs> stick things to their feet, <laughs> which they don't appreciate. But I just leave some out in a little dish. Uh -huh. That's worked pretty well. This is really, I'm standing, you, everybody here can see I'm, I'm standing. This is driving me nuts. I keep wanting to put my foot you know, on the bar, you know, the bar, the bar stool. Well, pull the chair no, I know, but it's just like I feel myself going, well, where is it? Oh, well, I suppose we better run. Uh, Josh, we got anybody on the line? Uh, yeah, we have one caller. Uh, we'll tackle her on the other side of the break, though. You got it. Oh, got a question? Give a holler. 651 641 1071. What is all over the house? What is all over the house? We'll be right back. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, we're live at the great Minnesota get-together Minnesota State Fair. I'm here with a holistic vet, Dr. Jessica Levy, who is being, are you being a diva putting earrings on in my show? I figured I had time, but I don't. Oh, <laughs> don't lose it now. Repeatedly, she bought some really nice earrings in the, uh, state, or in the grandstand. And what it is. Boy, that place, that's a sardine can. Any of you guys got gone into the grandstand today at all? Nuts, isn't it? And and God forbid that you're going the wrong way. Salmon up street. Everybody's coming at you. And it's like, no. But anyway, they should have a, a path where, you know, the, so that everybody is going in unison. I think it would go a lot easier. Okay. What is all over the house? What is all over the house? Dr. Jess, any idea? The roof. Ding, 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 ding. Josh, did you know that? I was going to say walls, but you know what? Roof walls? is good enough. 
is all over. That's true, all over the house, but technically all over the house. That's fair. It, there you go. Okay. Good job. You ready? I know. It's like, do I feel more intelligent yes. that I could answer that question? Yes, you do. <laughs> because you did. That's just that's common knowledge. So, yes, we're out here live at the Minnesota get-together at the State Fair. The, uh, now the fair is all over tomorrow. And, boy, it's the grass around here. I feel so sorry. There's so many places now. It's just pure dirt. And one thing I really, really like about this is all the benches that they have put out here with, you know, people's name. You can sponsor a bench. I have no idea how much that costs. But, you know, it's so cool to be able to see people sitting in actual benches instead of everybody sitting their butt on the curb, <laughs> you know, and the, and the dirt and the grass, you know, stuff like that. So that's pretty cool so anyway okay uh you got a, a call there sir yes we have stacy on the line uh with a question regarding cat behavior oh cat behavior cat day cat day hi stacy hi hi what's going on well it's just more of a curiosity question okay. we have three cats and one of them our middle one we're pretty sure she's got a She's got Maine Coon in her. All right. And um, so we had to bring her in the beginning of the summer and have her shaved because she gets terrible, terrible mats mm-hmm. and won't let you come at her. So we brought her to the vet so they could, you know, do it to her gently, put okay. her to sleep, and it was all fine. She came home, and she was shaved like a lion. She yes. was adorable. Yeah. But yeah. her big sister cat hissed at her for approximately two and a half weeks and would not let her back in. Okay. Now, where did so you take her? we're just wondering you... what would cause her to shun her for that long. We figured maybe initially because she's going to smell vets and whatever. Right. But it okay, was you... like, I don't recognize you. Okay, you took her to a vet to be groomed, correct? Yeah, to have okay. the mat shaved and off of her. This is a heads up. Someone, one of my listeners gave me this tip, and I don't know if you know this, Dr. Jess, is that if you, when you ha- take a uh, speci- specifically a cat to the vet and nobody, none of the other cats go with, when that cat, cat oh. comes back, a lot of them, they will, the, the ones, you know, come back and will piss. But if you put just a smidgen of baby powder on the back, you know, like the back of the neck and the shoulders and a little bit by the tail, a baby powder. Okay. That, for some reason, because the cats usually go up and smell the front end and the back end, and for some reason, it stabilizes whatever smell they picked up at the vet. She says it works like a charm. And I've had other people wow. do say the same thing. But you got to remember, if, there's, if all cats aren't going to the vet so they don't all get the same smell, then that's what you got to do. Is just, we're talking a smidgen of baby powder on the back of the neck okay. and the shoulder blades and a smidgen by the okay. back. And, and now, how is things now? Are they being nice? Uh, It took about two and a half weeks, though. That's what shocked us, was like, why is it taking this long? Yeah, no, because that's Um, that's a residual uh, effect. I mean, smell. You know, I mean, it takes a while between being petted. And the cat that we refer to as the baby, because she was the last one to come, was fine. Okay. Snuggly with her. But she was also a feral kitten that was brought to us because her mother had been scooped up. So we, a friend had found her out in a bush they had scooped up all the feral cats and left the kitten behind not knowing there was one. Oh, okay so okay. we got her at about eight weeks so she's kind of our our baby baby but she had no problem adapting to the new look okay but yeah, the well, older the, one but it's not it's not one, doesn't, doesn't have to anything to do with looks it does nothing to do, it has to do with smell it doesn't have anything to do with the look Okay, so it's no. Yeah, you have to yeah. adapt to that new look. Also, all of a sudden, what is that? You know, it's the funniest. Oh, uh, she was adorable. Th- the funniest was adorable. Th- thing that I ever saw on a dog. They took a long-haired Saint Bernard and did the lion yeah. cut. 
you know, on it. And oh my lord, it was the funniest doggone thing you ever saw. <laughs> but yeah, just remember that. Pass that on a smidgen of baby powder by the tail and the butt. Okay. Yeah, just a smidgen. Okay. And then on the back of the neck and the shoulder blades, okay? Okay. But I'm glad Perfect. to hear yeah, all we is well. Yeah, we didn't know because we do refer to the oldest one. She's a tortoise shell calico. We refer to her as Darth Vader because very often all we get is a gold judgment ear from gold eyes and the judgment ear. We're like, whatever. Yeah. Um, so we That's didn't know if it was just her personality or uh-huh. what it was. She yep. can be a little hardcore. Yep. <laughs> nah. <laughs> hey, this is a family station. <laughs> yeah, well, the, yeah that, that's part of it, too. But then you have to think about, like, the stress to the cat, right? The one that's been to the yeah. vet. So they're going to be yeah. exuding these stress chemicals and pheromones out through their pores. I mean, this, yeah. is, why, this is why dogs can, you know, detect diabetes or can tell when you're going right. to have a seizure. Yeah. It's because of the, you know, the chemicals that we exude that we're not aware of. So... Yeah, so that's, that's what the cats might have been detecting, and that might last for a while. That could last a week and a half. Cool. Right, especially if you feel like they're shunning you, you know, because the, the older two, the one that was shaved and then the other one, they are often what we call as a two-headed cat because <laughs> there's one body and two heads. Um, mm. And so I think that stressed her out probably, too, a little bit, was because she wasn't getting that soothing from the cat that usually soothes her. Well, at least cats don't have to deal with social media. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> thanks right. for the call, kiddo. Take care. Yeah, thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of norm when some cats go and come back to... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so people just got to think about that ahead of a time. Or even when they get back, get home, if they didn't think about when they, by the time they let the cat go in the house. Uh, you know, the cat's in the house already been hissed at. Go get that little bit of baby powder, that smidgen, you know. My cats just hate each other anyway. <laughs> you do have that in the house, too. Yeah, nobody gets along. Nobody. <laughs> but back to um, now, when cats cough, you we had a caller the last time you were on, and you asked, you know, he asked about, oh, my cat is coughing. And you asked, what does his body look like when he's coughing? And I didn't realize there was a difference. So you want to explain that? Right. So a lot of times when cats cough, it looks like they're trying to cough up a hairball. Yep. And, but, you know, some people wonder what's going on because some of these cats cough and cough, and yet nothing comes out. Like you're waiting for the hairball to arrive, and it doesn't. It's like it's not productive. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll do it at odd times, and nothing comes out. And so this is what I learned with a cat that I got while I was in vet school. Um, so this is basically the asthmatic wheeze in a cat because cats get asthma just like people. And typically they'll kind of plant their feet a little bit farther apart, like their legs aren't tucked up underneath them. Okay. They're out to the side a little bit. They stick their necks way out and then kind of go, <laughs> and nothing comes out. And that is actually what asthma looks like in a cat. Really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know what my cat was doing either when I was in vet school. And so I went to the vet that I took my pets to. And I said, hey, one of my cats does this thing. And I did it for him. Uh-huh. And that is how I learned. And sure enough, little Jamie, she was asthmatic. I'll be dang. So repeat that again. What's the what's cat doing then? So they plant their feet. Yep. In front they of them? Ca- they kind of, yep. And they kind of crouch down. Okay. Stick Dip their, their head. Stick their necks way out. Okay. And then they wheeze. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, but if they're just standing... But when people are in my office all the time, they're like, you know, my dog's coughing, and I'm like, well, you know, do it. Do the cough. If you don't have it on video, 
How well, am I going to know what this sounds like, right? That's How true. am I going to know what it looks like? You have to yeah. do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. But, so, but, it, but it's helpful to see these things. So, um, you know, I mean, how many times do people go to the vet and say, you know, my dog's coughing? Of course, they're not going to cough while they're there. Well, of course not. Or the cat. And yeah. so it's, it's awesome. If you have video, it is so helpful. Like, you know, you can tell if it is something like uh, laryngeal paralysis in a lab or if, if it's more like bronchitis. Okay. Like, you can tell the difference by observing the cough. Wow. I'm I mean, obviously, you still, you know, have to take x-rays and do that kind of right, stuff sometimes. Right, but, right. but it's very useful information to see what they're actually doing. Because it's just like, you know, taking your car to get fixed. Right. It'll never make the noise while you're there. So. Nope. And so that's why, yeah, doing I didn't think of that because I don't have... Mm -hmm. Well, technically, now I do have a smartphone because my grandson, Derek, gave me one, but asked me where it is. Yeah, and you haven't turned it on yet. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared. But, but it's kind of like, you know, with lamenesses, too. You know, people say, oh, my dog is limping on this leg. It's really helpful to see video, especially if they're, you know, when they, when they get to a new place, when they get to the vet clinic, when it, just when they've been in the car. Yep. Their adrenaline's up. They stop limping. Their eyes are wide open, so they stop squinting the way that they're doing at home. Yeah. And it's really helpful to be able to see what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Take I it. also do get a fair amount. Like, people text me photos of their dog's poo. Okay. Yeah, it's got a lot of poo pictures, which is good. Very helpful. Are you going to create a book on that? Is it dog poo? <laughs> this poo is this, and this poo is that. I could. I, I just think about, like, taking the individual photos and putting them up in my living room. Well, believe it or not, there is a kid's <laughs> book that I got from my grandkids. Whose poo is this? That's what it is. No, whose poop is it, okay? And it gives you the the poop, and then you have to match it up. Is it a rabbit? Is it a raccoon? Is it a horse? That's it's amazing. It's I really like interesting. That. Yeah, it's really interesting. Okay, please stay with the KDK9 show. We're going to come back after the top of the hour here. We're live at the Minnesota State Fair. What changes the lower region into a flower region? What changes the lower region into a flower region? We'll be back.